Do you go with the flow? Join us each week as we take one topic from classical Christian education and ask ourselves whether or not we're going with the flow. Welcome back to Going With The Flow, a River Academy podcast. This week, we're continuing our series on marriage with a conversation with Malachi and Kathy Salcedo. Malachi has been uh, a board member with the River Academy for a long time. Uh, he's a, a board member and, and longtime member over at Sage Hills Church. They are longtime, uh, longtime attenders of this school. They've got three girls uh, and, a, and a son, and the three girls attend our school um, in the upper school at the moment. And they have a powerful impactful, meaningful story about their marriage that they really wanted to share with us. Uh, it's it's hard and raw at times, but it is incredibly, it's incredibly moving, frankly. And so without further ado, Malachi and Kathy Salcedo. Well, welcome back to Going with the Flow, a River Academy podcast. Uh, last week, we heard from Paul and Kim Barger, uh, local counselors here in our valley. And today, I have the privilege of having Malachi and Kathy Salcedo on the show. Malachi and Kathy have been a, a longtime family of the River Academy. Uh, they have uh, also just uh, been such a blessing to uh, Jen and I mm-hmm. over the years. And so it is real privilege to have you guys on the show. Thanks for thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. So as you know, we've been talking about marriage and uh, and marriage is uh, marriage is difficult. Marriage is hard. In fact, uh, one of the things that Paul and Kim shared with us last week is that uh, is that just by its very nature, because of the the fact that it is the the one uh, it's the one institution in Scripture that is likened to our relationship with God, uh, marriage is likened to the to Christ's relationship with the church. That by its very nature, it's going to be hard. There's going to be there's going to be conflict. Um, so Malachi and Kathy, um, I know that you guys have had uh, had some ups and downs in your marriage. Just maybe uh, tell us a little bit of your story. Absolutely. Well, uh, our marriage falls into the category of everybody's normal until you get to know them. <laughs> right? That That's true. That is very true. So Kathy and I, our goal in sharing our story is to give other people hope. Mm, amen. To hear um, some of the really serious challenges we've been through as a couple, how God has truly restored us and how that he truly does bring beauty for ashes, even in the most dire of relational situations. Um, And I just don't want to go charismatic on you, but I just claim in Jesus name, uh, Holy Spirit, have your way minister to every couple every husband, every wife, every person that hears this podcast, help them to hear exactly what you want to hear through our story and especially through what you have done in our marriage. Amen. Amen. So how did we meet? Kathy and I actually met at Wenatchee Valley College when we were 19. I had... uh, a background of really struggling with drugs and alcohol since I was about 13. I had rededicated to my life to the Lord and I was clean and growing in the Lord. 
he had really put on my heart to pray for who my wife was going to be. And uh, he convicted me. That was like the second most important decision of my life behind him. And so I began praying for a wife. First time in my life I'd ever even thought about a wife, let alone praying for a wife. Um, when Kathy and I first met at WVC, the sparks didn't fly initially. Um, but as I got to know her, um, I fell in love with who she was. She was beautiful on the inside and the outside, and she still is. Um, her heart, her genuine spirit, uh, her authentic desire to follow the Lord really attracted me to her. Um, we met in the fall of 94, and we were married by September 25th, 1995, less than a year after we had met each other. You didn't waste any time. I think you. I think you knew. I think you knew you had a good thing, and so you uh, you rush you rushed that right. You didn't want to jeopardize any potential there. Absolutely, I I, I got her confused and in a dark room, and got a yes and a commitment before she could think too much about it. So that's my strategy. That's what I need to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> got it. Done. Um. You guys can so uh, so tell us about um, tell us about some of the challenges that you have faced in your uh, in your marriage, uh, and then and then we'll talk about some of the ways uh, because you you guys really do have a beautiful story of God redeeming hard things. So uh, I want to uh, so we, I want to spend a good amount of time talking about God's redemption in that. But mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about some of the bumps that you've uh, run into. Certainly. Well. Um, one of the things that I've learned is when you enter into a relationship, it's two broken people. Hmm. And uh, I brought my woundedness and my brokenness into the marriage um, in ways that I knew and in ways that I didn't know. Um, Kathy has uh, a lot less brokenness than I do, praise the Lord. Um, but... Uh, one of the challenges of getting married quickly is we were still learning who the other person was. Um, one of the one of the huge challenges early on in our marriage was the fact that I fell back into alcohol abuse. Um, I had gone to get a contracting job when I got engaged and was very focused on providing for my wife. And I let the environment I was in most of the time, um, I let it lead me to making bad choices. And when we started our marriage, I was in the process of sinking back into uh, alcohol addiction. And because Kathy had never seen me as that person, um, this was all new to her. And she didn't have a ton of addiction in her direct family where she'd grown up in it. So she was, you know, in a lot of ways, didn't know what that looked like uh, until she started to see it in her husband. Hmm. So um, I, my personality is uh, I tend to do things to the extreme. I find the love of my life and get married quickly. 
Um, if I'm clean, I'm clean. If I'm not clean, I get pretty bad pretty fast. And so it was only a few months into our marriage where I didn't want to be around Kathy anymore because of the conviction of the spirit. I wanted to be doing my thing. I wanted to be drinking and doing drugs. And she was everything opposite of that. Um, and so uh, we, early on in our marriage, within the first year, got to a point where I didn't want to be with her anymore. And um, I was breaking my wife's heart for the first time. Um, God used our family, our fathers, and uh, specifically an invitation from my dad to go to Promise Keepers in the Kingdom. Hmm. If you remember when Promise Keepers was a movement, Promise Keepers. Um, I, out of guilt, agreed to go. And by the last speaker, the Holy Spirit was so powerful in the Kingdom that even in my state, I knew I either had to physically leave the kingdom or lay my life back down to the mm. Lord. Mm. Um, thank God I chose to lay my life down to the Lord uh, and recommitted my life to Christ. I came home committed to um, living a life that God intended mm. me to live and being the husband that I'm supposed to be and being clean. Um, now we understand, then we didn't understand the fact that um, when there's woundedness, there's this desire to just leap over all the pain and dealing with it and just get on with restoration. And now we know through lots of therapy, that's called the, a parabolic leap where you want to leap over all of the crap, all the mm -hmm. tough stuff, mm -hmm. all of the hurt and get right to, we just want to go straight to the healing. Mm -hmm. um, well, and during that time too, I think... I felt like you were okay and people's expectations of me were that I should be okay. Mm -hmm. So um, really dealing even with the hurt that I felt, I felt like I needed to just, you know, buck up and move past it. And I, I just needed to be, to deal with it. And I felt very um, alone in a way, but was trying to, just do what I thought was the right thing by, mm -hmm. by um, just moving forward, even though there obviously was still pain and woundedness and hurt that just wasn't fully dealt with. And I think it's interesting, Kathy, that you bring that up because that really is, that's the case with all of us, right? So, so in the sense that we all, we, we move on, we make progress, but, but, in the wake of that, there is hurt and there's pain. And it's interesting that you just, that you highlight that because I think all of us need to realize that, that in our own, in our own lives, there are things that have left a wake of, of pain and, and pretending that that isn't there doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't, you can't put it outside of the house and think that it's not going to exert pressure on you. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you have to face it. You have to turn and face it. And, and, but I, but I think you're exactly right. All of us do tend to feel alone because we think, well, geez, I should, I should be more, I should be able to forgive. I should be able to forgive and forget. I should be able to move on. And, um, and yet, uh, in the end, we, we, 
we do have to just give ourselves permission to grieve and to work through it. Uh, and especially in marriage, we have to work through it with our spouse, right? Um, you know, even though we forgive each other again and again, that pain is still there and, and we have to actually face it and deal with it and, mm-hmm. and let the Lord ultimately redeem it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share from your story or do you want to start talking uh, about just some of the ways that God has, has redeemed um, your marriage? Before we get to redemption, it's important to just continue to communicate the realities of our story, uh, not dealing with the hurt um, unfinished business gets finished. Mm. So not dealing with going through that healing process with Kathy, we, we ended up going into ministry. Um, I was serving as junior high leader at our church and God was working and moving, but there was this break between us. We had not restored trust and intimacy. Mm. Uh, there's no quick fix for that. I didn't understand that. And so, um, we experienced a lot of strife because we were not connected. Um, Also, I had this idea uh, that once God healed me and delivered me, it was over. Now I understand much more clearly that I'm capable of going back to whatever low I've ever been Mm. at and going past it if I don't stay connected with mm. the Lord, mm. um, with my wife, and in accountability with other brothers. So mm. fast forward a few years later and uh, got to a point where I was um, very busy with work. Um, time was something we constantly would fight about because I was just not available. Kathy's number one love language is time, and I was workaholic at addicts are good at we're good at switching one vice for another Mm. i've learned and uh, it wasn't um, too many years later where um, i fell back into um, alcohol addiction Um, i was addicted to pornography Uh, i was addicted to my work Uh, and i had uh, now i can see clearly it's extremely prideful person Mm. And uh, Kathy knew things weren't right, but didn't know what all I was up to because I wasn't being honest with her. Um, And so about 10 years ago, God allowed all of that to come to a head. And uh, we, um, I tried to tell a little bit of the truth, which doesn't really work so well. Uh, if you're going to lie, lie all the time or tell the truth all the time. But a little bit of truth and a lot of lying doesn't work so well. So it all ended up coming out uh, where I was really at. And we call that the emergency room of our, of our marriage. Mm. And we were in the emergency room. It's like, here we are again. This is even worse than last time. Uh, we have three little girls now. And uh, I was remorseful. But I didn't know exactly what to do. Um, Confession was huge. Uh, I had believed a lie that uh, I could never come clean. That if I came clean about all the stuff I was doing, uh, I would never be, I'm going to lose my marriage, I'm going to lose my children, I'm going to lose everything. And um, God helped me to see 
through that lie, that the path to healing and restoration begins with confession. And so that confession and that emergency room place in our lives began the process we've been in for the last 10 years of what I would call miraculous levels of healing. Um, from then till now, um, God has done a restoration work that's been long and hard, um, and we're still in it. We still bear the scars of broken trust and my bad decisions, and also our our woundedness. We're both humans that have our issues that are trying to live as one on top of all of that. So um, the cool thing is God is in the business of restoration. He's in the business of uh, new life for each of us. He's in the business of restoring relationships of all kinds, including marriages, when he's truly allowed to be in charge. One of the one of the things that I love uh, about uh, your story, Malachi and Kathy, is that now ten years later, um, I can see God's redemptive hand uh, in such amazing and beautiful ways. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and I think what you said is so true. Uh, in the moment, you thought, "I can't confess this. Mm-hmm. I can't confess it. If I confess it, I lose it all." The interesting thing is you confessed it and you actually, you gained it all back with a lot of hard work, mm. a lot of, you know, a long process, lots of forgiveness. Probably my, my hunch is um, almost still needing to protect, practice daily forgiveness mm-hmm. and daily, you know, because those hurts don't, don't go away. So you kind of have to daily give it up to the Lord. Um, I want to say another thing, Kathy, you're a saint by the way, Amen. you're a saint. Uh, really, you are. Um, uh, and I just uh, take so much hope from from seeing your faithfulness and your steadfastness mm-hmm. in the midst of some really, really hard things. And, um, and, and obviously, um, we, you know, we know, we know Malachi now, we know that mm-hmm. the we know the new Malachi, who, which I love that you say, we're always capable of falling back to the old, right? Yep. So we always want to keep that in our in our sights, but but you know uh, you know Malachi has been now a huge blessing to the River Academy as he's served on our board for the last five years and has has really just uh, been transformative for our school and I know that he's also served in other uh, ministries as well and so and and Kathy that. I believe is because of your faithfulness and your steadfastness to walk alongside him and to, to say, okay, well, I'm going to be the Lord's instrument, even though this is really painful for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to be the Lord's instrument of redemption in this, in this guy's life. Mm -hmm. And here we are seeing lots of fruit. And I know that that is largely due to, to you and to your, your faithfulness. So, um, yeah, I didn't, I definitely did not feel that at first. Um, I was more just very shocked finding out, you know, how much in debt we were and not, I didn't, I trusted him with our finances. I didn't realize um, where we were at with that. I didn't, 
obviously realize he was off um, working. He'd go out of town and and um, just having affairs and the drinking and um, pornography. And I, I just was completely clueless about it. So feeling like um, how I, one thing, I felt like I had to be a cop. You know, mm-hmm. I had to watch every move because mm-hmm. I might miss something. Mm-hmm. And um, that was so exhausting. And I just, I thought, I cannot do this the rest of my life. Um, and, you know, I having three little girls, I just really wanted, I didn't want them to have a broken home. And so I thought, well, I at least need to make the effort to try. I didn't want them one day to look at me and ask me, why didn't you at least try? Mm-hmm. So really, it was Malachi um, praying that our marriage would be better than it ever was. I really could have cared less. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still took steps forward, going to counseling, sitting there listening, trying to process, trying to understand, um, do my best effort of moving forward. Um, and just hanging in there. And I, you know, like I said, I didn't want my girls to, to look back and ask, why didn't you even make the effort? Um, we tried really hard to never talk about it in front of them, just keep peace in the home, keep things as normal as possible. And we would normally, after they went to bed, just have long discussions about everything. Um, just wanting home to be a peaceful place for them. Um, but yeah, even, you know, it was hard, hard work just going to counseling and being consistent with that multiple days a week meeting with people and um, just doing what we could to just put one foot in front of the other. And even, you know, a year and a half down the road, I still was hurting and just very upset about the whole thing. But, um, you know, moving forward to this day, Jesus is the one that that has definitely brought healing and restoration. I, you know, then I really didn't like him. I didn't love him. I didn't want to be around him. And I really wondered if I would ever feel that way again. And that was a very overwhelming thought to think I have so much more of my life ahead of me and I cannot um, live like this the rest of my life. So just, you know, again, putting one foot in front of the other um, and see what happens. And God, uh, Malachi having a heart of whatever it takes, um, he definitely did and he still does. There's times where there's red flags and I say something and he knows where that's coming from and he's very gracious and patient with me and that just helps diffuse it and helps me feel better um but trusting that the lord will instead of being a cop trusting that the lord will show me what i need to see in his timing of when i need to see it and um and he definitely has brought restoration and healing in our marriage. And um, I love Malachi. I can say I love him now and mean it. And 
thankful that I have him. I can't imagine life without him. And I'm just excited for what God will continue to do in and through us as we move forward in life. Um, but yeah, I never, I definitely still have those moments though, where I let my mind, which the mind just is a very powerful thing. And I have to um, think about my thoughts and my going down that road of what is he doing? What if he does it again? What if I miss something? I just don't want to be hurt. I was so hurt, of course. Um, but, you know, just that's where I have to turn my thoughts to trusting Jesus and that he will show me and that he will continue to have us. And, um, yeah. So, Kathy, I, um, you, that, that it's, it, to me is the ultimate picture of of faithfulness and steadfastness uh not just in marriage but in the life of faith right you just it was was, everything was cloudy everything was just you know your whole world has just gotten turned upside down and and now you have to decide what am I going to do about it and you said one foot in front of the other step at a time a day at a time and, and here now, 10 years later, you're seeing the redemption of the Lord. He didn't make it all go away. He didn't make it, he didn't put a rosy glow or put on rose colored glasses to make everything disappear, but he is in the process of redeeming both of you and redeeming your marriage to the point where you can come to the place and say, no, I, I'm, I do love him and I am glad that we stuck it out and we did the hard work. Um, to uh, to make sure that uh, my kids knew that I did my best, you know that I and wow, what a picture of faithfulness! So thank you, thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you both for sharing your story. This is uh, it. Just gives me hope. It just gives me hope for me. It gives me hope for all of our families mm-hmm. uh, that that God redeems broken things. Yeah. God redeems broken things. Um, I do have okay. to say uh, one little blessing, too, is we have Jonathan now, which is our fourth kiddo, and he's just a constant reminder of God's faithfulness and healing. And, um, yeah, we wouldn't have him if we didn't make the effort moving forward. Hmm. So he's a little treasure, too. Yes, he is. I can say that from firsthand experience. Well, Again, you guys, thank you for sharing that story. Thank you for being vulnerable because really all of us have have crap. All of us have baggage. All of us have ways that we have failed, ways that we have, um, you know, not been faithful to the Lord. Uh, and um, and so thank you for being vulnerable to, uh, to give me and give our listeners hope uh, because I really do think that God loves to redeem these broken things. Um, but it starts, Malachi, like you said, with confession. It starts with us facing reality, the reality of ourselves, the reality of our circumstances, and taking full ownership of it. And I love the promise in the scripture that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Uh, or in Peter, he says, humble yourself uh, under the mighty hand of God so that he can lift you up so that he can lift you up. And clearly he's been in the process of lifting you guys up. So, so that's what I want to talk about now is, is you're in the triage room, you're in the ER. Um, 
what tools did you use to get out of the ER? What tools did you use to get yourself back to the place where you could actually function? I think uh, tool number one, if you're the person in my shoes, is come completely clean. Hmm. Uh, I mentioned I tried to tell part of the story, part of the truth, but not all the truth. Um, There can't be healing if you're still harboring lies. So I was worried to confess that I'd been unfaithful to my wife, pornography, drinking, drugs, my, you know, our financial situation. I really wanted to at least leave one or two of those out because I thought this is just too much. Um, being honest, honesty, confession, confess all of it. It, it gives God the greatest chance to perform a hmm. miracle. Um, God also gave me, um, he finally got me to a place of true humility. Hmm. Like you said, humility is the linchpin character trait. Um, he gave me a word. Uh, God gave me several words. Um, it's amazing how much uh, we can connect with God when we get really desperate. So one of the words he gave me was, whatever it takes. You're uh, Him speaking to me, you've wounded your wife. So the unreasonable is now reasonable because of her pain. Whatever it takes. And so it was quite a few years I never traveled for business because that was one of the environments where I would commit these hurts and sins. And, um, you know, it's only been the last few years that I've even traveled out of town at all for business. Mm. In spite of there's been times where it looked like it was going to cost us, you know, significant opportunities. And what's totally awesome is I said, okay, there was one in particular where if I didn't go to this meeting, I thought we were going to lose a very significant account. Mm -hmm. And she said, I can't do it. And I said, okay, I'm not going because uh, my marriage is more important than that deal. And I didn't have that priority list right. But once I had it right, it gave me clarity. Um, and what God did is not, not only did not going to that meeting not blow up that relationship, we still got the deal that hmm. I was trying to get, which was a minor miracle. Hmm. Um, so that's just one of many and, uh, you know, tools. Um, you can't do it alone. Hmm. We went to counseling. We went to counseling with our pastors. We went to a therapist, mm-hmm. Dr. Mitch. Um, we went to them every week for a long time. Uh, I still see a counselor. I still see Dr. Mitch once a quarter. I am in a men's group. I have to. I have to do these things because uh, isolation is where Satan gets a hold of us. Mm. Um, in community, in accountability. Um, someone that knows how to crack your head open and make sure you're living healthy. It's really important. And I used to be, uh, you know, I, I would judge other people or be ashamed. I'm not ashamed. It's okay. We, we all need help. And so those are just some of the tools that helped us. Like get some building, like when your marriage has been totally blown up, you need other people who are qualified and who have a heart for the Lord to help you put the pieces back together. So I'm hearing you say confession is the biggest. Got to start with 
being real, being mm-hmm. honest, just laying it on the table, uh, and then setting up some boundaries, some healthy boundaries, and saying, okay, well, uh, uh, if we're going to make this work, then these are the parameters, these are the boundaries that we've got to live under, and you've got to submit yourself to that, which all of us need those, right? We all need to submit ourselves to boundaries in order to, to, to keep ourselves on the straight and narrow. So setting up boundaries and then getting help, getting outside people, letting outside people into your world, professional help, so some counseling, but then also just you need friends. You need accountability yes. from friends uh, and you need and you need support from friends, people walking with you. Those are those are huge. And I and I would uh, I would say that those those same uh, those same tools have been really helpful for Jen and I and, and probably the only reason that we have been able to uh, stay happily married these 20 years. So that's really good. So so now that you're out of the triage room, you're, you're out of the ER, what habits do you still keep today um, to, uh, to keep uh, going, to keep the healing going, right? Because it doesn't just happen instantly. So to keep the healing going and to stay faithful? Well, one really important principle that's universal to marriage is called the power of agreement, as it's been taught to us. We don't make decisions, especially big ones, unless we talk about it first and agree to it. So that works in general. It works for healing, too. I don't make decisions and then go to Kathy and say, hey, here's what I decided. I, I hope you're okay with it. I bring it to her, even like the uh, traveling for business story. It's like, okay, here's where we're at. Um, Let's decide together. So power of agreement is one. Um, Clear understanding of those boundaries. I call them guardrails. Mm -hmm. So we have several guardrails. um, But um, what are our guardrails? Like what what are the time boundaries? what is our priority list and how are we going to live that out? Um, And having that clear between us, okay, these are the boundaries. These are the priority lists. This is how we're going to live. And then living that way, uh, that's huge. Um, I think a real basic principle that I didn't understand, I thought I knew what love was when I got married and I did not know what love was. Um, love is putting the needs of the other person before your own mm. in everything. Mm. I did not understand that. Uh, I have a much better understanding now. Mm. Um, living in marriage according to that principle, I think, is one of the keys for success, whether it's going well from the beginning or whether it's absolutely been blown up like our relationship we're a living testimony of the fact that god can restore even the most blown up marriage um, if both people are willing to do whatever it takes set those guardrails and commit to putting each other's needs above their own i think you just pretty much named why I have marital problems because <laughs> I'm pretty darn selfish. Oh, Dang it. We all are. Oh, yes. boy. Well, the Lord have mercy on all of us Amen. because we do yeah. need that. We need the Lord's help mm-hmm. because we are selfish. We do put ourselves first. 
And uh, so the Lord have mercy on all of us. Malachi and Kathy, I'm so appreciative of you guys mm-hmm. sharing your story. This has been such a blessing. And I pray, uh, like you did, Malachi, the Holy Spirit, use this to give people hope and to help all of us know that it's hard work, right? Marriage is a combination of hope because God redeems broken people like me, but it's also a lot of hard work and we got to put the effort in and we've got to lay ourselves down and we've got to lay our our desires down for the other and that is just hard, but it's worth it because God redeems broken things and the the redeemed picture is much more beautiful than the broken. Amen. Well, thank you guys. Awesome. Thank you. Wow, Eric, listening to that story uh, just really makes me think. It makes me uh, thankful for what God has done to in their family, and and honestly gives hope to me. Uh, I'm not married, but you know, gives hope for me that that you know, once we once I am at that point, that um, that just relying on myself is not the way to um, to kind of move forward in any kind of a relationship, let alone a marriage. But it's it's absolutely God um, that's going to do. Uh, any and all the work. So I have a, a major question for you. It's a question we we try to ask at the end of every one of our episodes. Are we going with the flow? Or I guess are they going with the flow? That is, uh, that's, that is the question of all questions when you think about this situation, really, because going so if you just went with what was natural if you went with what was easy there was nothing easy about their story nothing easy about choosing the hard road of uh, the choosing the hard road of what i would consider to be redemption ultimately this is this is not just re- uh, redemption of the marriage but this is the redemption of the person right because this is this is god doing a powerful work in two individuals and then us getting the privilege of seeing it. So, so I think that there's nothing about their story that is going with the flow. They are swimming upstream and because it's been hard work, because, um, it, there was nothing natural about it. And yet all of that hard work, all of that swimming upstream has paid really awesome dividends now in the long run. So not going with the flow and praise the Lord for it. I completely agree. You know, their story reminds me, and and actually all of the stories over the last few weeks have really made me think, you know, we see in our world so many people throwing in the towel. It's, it's, you know, the, you know, times get rocky, you know, and and we've, we've looked at the the gamut of of things of just personality conflicts uh, versus, you know, we talked to the Bargers about uh, people not having their priorities straight. The Salcedos have now talked, I mean, of, of really difficult things. I mean, addiction and infidelity and things like that, that are not, that, that are deal breakers for so many people. Um, and, and that's both them then and the Lord asking the Lord to say, yeah, but we have this thing that is, that is good and from you and we're humans and we can't fix it ourselves. So Lord, you know, help us fix it. And they, and they brought him so purposefully and meaningful into that. And they're not perfect any long, you know, they're not still perfect people, but they are, are so purposefully, um, saying we have to work through things and we have to live, um, together and for you. And, and I would, that's not going with the flow, um, pretty well across the board. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, as always, you can find us on any of the major uh, podcast platforms. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, follow us there. Subscribe to us there. Rate us. Give us a rating that'll help us to be discovered a little bit more easily. And uh, and inter- interact with us on on Facebook. Uh, let us know uh, if you have any questions. If you have any thoughts, uh, give us some ideas too. Uh, next week, I think we're going to be talking. Uh, about Reformation Day, so I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's it comes right around Halloween, and it's the way that our school um, not celebrates Halloween, but celebrates at the time of Halloween. And uh, I, so I think that'll lead to some really fun, uh, interesting discussions. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Going with the Flow, a River Academy podcast. Follow us on Facebook at The River Academy and find us online at www.theriveracademy.org. Also, rate and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts.